This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to The Quality of Life, the new wellness podcast series for Saudi, the GCC, and the world in partnership with TRX. This is a new podcast series all about helping people and communities create a better life through wellness and sport. Hosted by me, Raham Harrik, the youngest Arab and the first Saudi woman to climb Everest and the Seven Summits. Because I genuinely believe you should be the change you want to see in the world. Every week, I'll be speaking to the biggest names in the GCC and across the world. Talking nutrition, exercise and life lessons, as well as how to avoid burnout and the philosophies that are trending right now. Shining a light on sports in KSA and highlighting Saudi's amazing culture. Because the plan in Saudi is to have 40% of people participating in sports every single week by 2030. And today we're meeting Nats. Nads is a globetrotting fitness and wellness expert who established her own holistic gym, launching the first female fitness app in the Middle East, and shares her findings and experiences on Instagram to 1.4 million people every single day. She had some incredible experiences, including teaching His Royal Highness the Crown Prince of Jordan for two years, and now holds the top spot as the number one fitness app in Saudi Arabia. I can't wait to hear more about her journey, challenges, and visions for the future of wellness, nutrition, and fitness. Nads, I'm so happy to have you here today. My first question, because this is my curiosity, what's Nads close short for? Because I was like, Nadia, Nadine. It's Nadia. Thank you for having me first. And yes, it's Nadia. Actually, it's a funny story. It's Nadia. Um, that's how we say it in Australia. But when I went to the Middle East, they say Nadia. So it's just Nadia. a little bit Beautiful. of an accent. Uh, love it. So it's a, it's a nickname you got and you carry it. I love it. Um, it wasn't really a nickname. What happened is that I had a gym um, and it was called Nano Gym. And I wanted that to carry on when I did the app, but there were some issues. So we were short on time and we just went Nads and then Gym Nads. It was like, it just, it, it was a quick decision. I love that. I'm one of those people that never had a nickname because my name is so short. It's Raha, so I don't have a nickname. My nickname was not related to my name. It was just completely different to my name. So I appreciate the, the nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Nads. What is the meaning of quality of life to you? What's the definition? How do you define it? What's, if you're trying to explain it to someone, what would you say? Quality of life would be being able to do what needs to be done without having an impairment. Um, you can move well, um, you're pain-free, and you're able to live that beautiful life in a body that can serve you well. I love that. You can't really have one without the other. You can't really you know, try to have a healthy mind without a healthy body or vice versa. It's, it doesn't work. You, you, you must have some kind of balance. So tell me from the beginning, how did you start your journey? What influenced you? What made you, what made you reach to the NADS you are today? You know, when I think about it, I think about it's more of what you 
don't have than what you do have that make that made me want to want to reach where I reached. And I think just growing up without um, without a mum made me uh, want to reach more and 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 do more, especially when it came to health and wellness, because I. I was always worried who's going to look after me or, or help me when it comes to my health and wellness. There wasn't that mother figure, which I always um, assumed that's the person who does that in your life. So you wanted to fill a void that you didn't have. It's amazing how sometimes when you miss something, you end up have being that. And it's amazing. Uh, I completely relate because when I was growing up, I was so sporty and the field of women wasn't very big in Saudi Arabia. And then I grew up becoming one of the very first athletes. So it's, it's such a beautiful drive. You had something that was missing and you didn't want some, the rest to feel the same, the next generation or your friends. So it's very honorable of you. I'm curious, can you share a, a book or, or sometimes it's not even a book. Sometimes it can be a podcast or something you heard or something or, or a documentary or a series or something. Uh, you know, when it comes to books and podcasts, I never feel there's just, there's just one. There's been so many books and, and podcasts which have changed or enriched my way of thinking and what I do in life. Um, when I was 13, I will never remember the name of this book, but there was a book I picked up and it was teaching me how to breathe, like do the yogi breathing. And I, I, I looked at it, I started reading it, and I started following it. So that was my first intrigue into yoga. Um, but as I've grown up, I've always been interested in science books. It's all nonfiction. Um, I'm always about what's current and what I love reading now. There's something about Dr. Artiga, um, Limitless. Like there's, it's always things that are current because I feel like, you know, you've got to keep evolving with the time. So each book kind of just adds on to the next. It's never just one book. Um, emotional intelligence was a really good one. I think that really made me, I, I think you can't miss it. It's just, emo- the title is just emotional intelligence. It's just the emotional intelligence. And that one just helped me understand my surroundings more because I, ha- I had been living in Australia and then I've gone to the Middle East and a man and I was like, how can I understand just by feeling out people, not being able to communicate because I couldn't speak Arabic in the beginning. So Emotional Intelligence is one of those books that like it really it really made me, I don't know, just pique my interest more in understanding people on a nonverbal level. Thank you for the suggestion, Emotional Intelligence. And you said Dr. Atiyah, the other book? Yes, Dr. Atiyah. He's got, I mean, he's Dr. really Atiyah. a forefront when it comes to wellness um and he's just got a new book out now it's limitless and when oh, it comes limitless. To podcasts, oh, i've heard that i've heard that and when it comes to podcasts i'll say dr huberman i mean he's always on the forefront when it comes to you know the, that research and debunking or you know making sure this science is real if this okay. is true like he's always on the back so yeah it's, it's always science like I'm pretty boring when it comes to reading. It's always got to be science or science-based. Not at all. Don't call yourself boring at all. I think science is is one of those topics that people misunderstand. They think they think science is just like uh, m- medical and solving and boring, but but science can you can crack the code and you can improve your health. You can like science is a key to to elevating your life. And people don't see it that way. 
they see it just as science and biology. And, but actually, you are a machine. And science is the key to this machine. And I am fascinated by science. Um, I, it just, I just find it fa- fantastic. And also, you said emotional intelligence. Uh, one of my favorite books that I read recently, um, actually a couple of years ago, but because of COVID, everything seems to be recently. Um, Sapiens, <laughs> A Brief History of Human yes. Sapiens. Yes. I, I love that book because it's it talks about how we became human in the modern world and i have nothing to do with that i'm not really in that world but i'm so curious about this so thank you for the suggestion i will definitely um pick one or two of those um i hope there's an audiobook because i love listening to audiobooks but yeah thank you for for the for the suggestion i want to know what is your day to day um what's your day like how's your schedule i know that no day is the same but in in a typical or in a perfect world What's that day like? Hey, I wake up super early. Um, I'm up at either 10 to 5 or 5 a.m. Um, me and my son, we wake up together. Every day? Yeah, pretty every much day. every day. If, 10 to 5. Oh, yeah, I mean, maybe there's a lazy day 6, but like, no. Yeah. Lazy day 6. I love that. And I, that's when I wake up, because I wake up at like 7 or Six th- or eight, like between seven and seven thirty, and my family thinks I'm insane. Like I'm the only one that wakes up because in Middle East, actually, people used to call me like they used to make fun of me and call me chicken, and um, you know, they used to make plenty fun of me. But um, it, I felt it my duty to wake everybody up with me as well. I would be waking up everyone. <laughs> Don't do that. That's so cute. So you wake up with your son at, yeah, at 10 to 6. and we hug. Okay. We always hug. And we write in our diaries together. Yeah. Um, I do my lemon and water. Um, he has lemon, honey, and ginger. And I'm always, like, posting my morning. So I always feel like it's a place where people are going to come and remember. Maybe they don't want to do it today, but with me, you're going to do it. So, you know, I always post it and then I make my magic coffee elixir. It's just my, my coffee with my coconut oil, collagen, and then I'm get, I do body brushing. I used to do bouncing, but I don't bounce as much now. I do my body brush. I change into my gym gear, which is always prepared the day before, and I do my workout. I have to dissect this. So what, one by one. So the, the I'm assuming it's the... the the water and you said lemon is antioxidants. Oh, so it's water, lemon, and um, sometimes AVC, apple cider vinegar. Um, and sometimes okay. I add minerals to so it or my vitamin D. just depends on where I am in my minerals. year. Okay. And that's just, first of all, you need the warm water. It's going to wake up your system. It's going to get your spleen going, your digestive enzymes. Um, vitamin C is amazing to wake you up. Um, it's even stronger than people who have a cigarette. So Vitamin C gets you going. We get the water in there. We get our digestive system going. But you can go to the bathroom in the morning and start eliminating all the toxins and the elimination process that's been happening while you've been sleeping. And then you mentioned collagen. I add the collagen. You can add it to the water, but I usually add it to my coffee um, just to give the coffee some aminos um, because I'm going to train directly. So that's like my Mm. pre-workout and I'm ready to go and do a crazy hard workout before I come home and prepare my son's lunchbox with him and brekkie and off to school. 
And then, wait, don't jump on this. You said brushing. Body brushing. So, yeah, so b- brushing. I have, like, um, a body brush. <laughs> I'm very curious about this because I've seen this and I was contemplating whether or not to try this. You should. Of course you should because um, it helps, you know, get your, first of all, you start with lymphatic drainage. So you can have a sluggish um, system, just, you know, where your lymphatic nodes are. And this is just going to help. It's going to help wake you up. It's going to help get that electricity flowing. It's going to help detox your body, get it moving, get you in a good mood, get the vibrations up. And then you're also going to like get some nice natural oil and just, you know, put that over your body, which you're already having that touch and you're already, um, you know, that's love for your body and you're giving your body so much from the get go. So I see it as an essential routine and it's how how long is it? Five minutes. I'm so used to doing it. It could take eight minutes, 10 minutes max, but like eight minutes, like it's just part of the routine. I'm searching this. Yeah. And it feels so good. You know, a lot of the girls that are with me in the app doing it, they're like, Nadia, I feel like um, I've just done a workout. My body feels like it's been burning calories when I'm doing, but it just, it really makes you feel alive. Love that. Okay. I love learning new things because I saw it. I was like, "Mm, I think I'd like this. You touched already about food. I mean, your intake, you said you wake up and drink, but I want to know more about your diet. What's your diet like? And what's your, what's your guilty favorite food? You can tell me that in the end. Okay. So my diet is, is pretty straightforward. Um, I like to start my mornings with protein because muscle and protein is so important. I mean, if you love science, you know that you've got DNA and you've got amino acids and you've got hair and you've got skin and you've got organs and the basic building blocks of these things are amino acids. So you need to give your body that food. So I love my body and I want to nourish it. So I'm, I'm going to eat eggs or I'm going to have a protein shake. Or I'm going to have yogurt and berries. And it's always protein. Um, it just will never get around that. And I've done a workout as well. So I want to give my body those building blocks in order to feel good. And if I don't do that, I'm going to be ravenous for the whole day. And I know what my body needs. So it's a balanced meal with a focus on protein because I try to get at least 335 grams minimum of protein in those at least three meals. And then there are snacks in between. Okay. But you didn't tell me what's your favorite cheat meal. I don't really have a, you see, I don't have a, like a favorite cheat meal. I don't try to create emotion with a, a food that's not going to be good for my body. Otherwise you'll keep running to that. And I get, I get really upset when I hear, um, like health influences or they're like, you know, when you want to have that amazing cheat meal, like you've created a bond with it. I don't want to create a bond with a food that might not be good for me, but because I have a son (laughs) and my son has like, like he has a favorite meal, but they're they're not bad meals. Like he'd want, he'd want a chicken shawarma, which I make (laughs) Uh, or his favorite is pizza. So that's not a chick. No, but because he eats um, home meals all the time, you know, but like, yeah, so the chicken would be like bought out that's already made, like a shish kebab, and then I make the wrap for him and make the own sauce. But like his, it might be a pizza, but then I'll have like two slices of that, but it's still good quality and good dough and like, so like even ice cream, it's got to be something good quality that's made with coconut or it's protein or like um, it's very hard for me to – want to eat something that's going to destroy my body. I'm, I'm the same. I, I relate. Um, my favorite 
my my cheat meal, my favorite uh, or guilty pleasure is I love fries. What? I love fries. But I know, but you can have, for example, sweet potato with air fried or whatever, or or sun dried, or you can, you know, you can satisfy it and not be fried, you know, because I like the crunch. So I, you can, you can always try to find something. So that's kind of my cheat meal. My favorite is I like fries, but it doesn't have to be fried fried rice. You know, it can be just sweet potato, air fried or sun dried. I love to make my own fries if that was something, but like eating fries out, I feel like poison, all that oil that's been burnt over and over again. And then I'm going to give that to my body. I, I know, but I know. Just so and then good. when my son has it, if we go out and he wants, I, I like, I feel like I feel terrible. Like even when I make him fries at home, I tell him, you know, and he gets so happy that I've, you know, made it and it's homemade and it's better for you. <laughs> so, it's, so it's nice. Like he'll play sport afterwards and he'd be like, ah, oh, I feel so good. It must've been the homemade fries. <laughs> So cute. I love that you're, you're instilling that in him. How old is he? He's 10. 10. He's? Ashura. Oh. 10. He's the same age as Ashura. He's the same age as my nephew. So I know they're, they're, they're their own people uh, by that age. He's, like he's so a little, loving. You know, he's so adult. beautiful. Oh. We're back with season two of the podcasting playbook from the team behind Pineapple Audio Production. Your network is everything. Put effort into building relationships with other people. I'm Juliet, and this podcast is for anyone who loves podcasts, makes podcasts, or is thinking about making podcasts. We're three loud, opinionated women. I just want somebody who would just let us be us. In each episode, I speak to someone we've worked with in podcasting. You guys bring ideas to the table that we would have never thought of. The Pineapple team, our clients, presenters, and give you an idea of the behind the scenes of running a podcast production company. And our guests benefited as well, I know. People had the podcast and then they'd come to me. I'm curious to know what's your... What's your approach to wellness? Um, do you meditate? Uh, do you prefer a more holistic, uh, you know, approach? How do you see wellness? It's it's a whole approach. It cannot be just fitness. It needs to be a holistic approach. You need to have that meditation in your day, even if it's just going for a walk and breathing a certain way. That needs to be done. You need to exercise. You need to nourish your body with good building blocks. You need to sleep right. You need to have good friends. You need to have good conversations. You need to laugh. You need to laugh. Uh, You need to write. I think that's so important. You know, you need to put what's here on paper, not just use your phone or use your notes. You need to like make that connection. Um, but it's, it's a full approach. I think you need to take out, you need to like sit and assess and take out what isn't serving you anymore and put in what could make your life better. And I think a lot to do with the people around you and your surroundings. I think there's a, there's a lot to say about that. Cause I used to find when I was in the middle East, when I'm, when I had the gym and I'm just transforming one life at a time, I found the biggest pitfalls those women would face would be 
those that they're surrounded with, you know, people, what they would say, how they would make them feel. And I think essentially, if you look at the five, you know, the five most people that you talk to or hang around, I mean, there's a lot to say about you, you know, so you can't expect to be the fittest person if you're hanging around, you know, four constantly four other people who don't eat right, who are completely negative, who gossip, who, you know, the list could go on. You'd need to like take yourself out from that because you're going to absorb some of that by osmosis. So I do think the surroundings and, and, and who you hang around and what you listen to, all that takes into effect the best life you can live, really. I completely agree because people, people take for granted and don't realize how these things affect you, your sleep cycle, the people that you spend time with the energy you 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 exchange um and also what kind of life, lifestyle do you choose is just what these things that people take for granted they think it's just a given to you and that's it but no it's hard work it's a lot of work exactly so i'm glad you touched on that it's been such a pleasure hearing about your, your your journey um and i feel like i could completely feel the passion from you so i i command you from being a passionate person um, in a in a subject that a lot of people have do, have no passion for, which is being healthy and being fit, a lot of people don't really care about anymore. You think people don't? No, I think people misunderstand uh, looking good and feeling good. A lot of people I've noticed smiley faces and sad eyes, um, nice outfits, really unhealthy bodies, uh, showcasing a happy life, miserable inside. So I feel like people misunderstand the true meaning of being healthy and happy, thinking that if you cover it up, then it's okay, but it's not. It's like a bleeding wound that you just try to, you know, put a little tape on. Um, so I've, uh, that's what I mean, that people, there's a misunderstanding, I feel, with with what it means to be healthy and be happy and look good and be happy, be, be a genuinely happy person because there's a lot of fake and a lot of... Um, ways to hide that makes me sad that makes me sad that but you haven't noticed or is it just me you haven't noticed like i feel like i'm so grateful that you haven't noticed but i I feel like a lot of um i don't want to be a downward (laughs) but i feel like a lot of people just don't understand or misconstrue what it means to be healthy and happy they think if if you show it then it's fine but i just feel like no you have to inside a lot of women who come to me they're coming to Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Because they want the change. So I'm not going to see that 
side. I'm going to see women who are ready for the change. So I do love that. I'm very happy that you see a positive side because if you don't, it means that people aren't trying to save themselves. So I'm so happy that you don't agree with my point. I'm so happy. It means that because you are the, one of the people that people go to for help. And it means that you are seeing people that are trying to And I love it. I get messages every day of women finishing programs, changing, getting better, getting stronger, feeling good. Maybe she's feeling energized and she's ready to do the next thing. That's what I mean. Everything, the aura, the, the, the true meaning of being content is not something that a lot of people can say they have. And you can be not happy and still be content, or you can be not in the best time in life and still be content. It's being having a healthy mindset, and it's not easy. So the fact that you see them means that they can see that there's a problem. So bravo on them, and bravo on you for being a shoulder for them to lean on. And that brings me to actually my upcoming question, which is, what's something that you're proud of? I can guess, but what's something that you're super proud of? You're proud that you've achieved. Um, and the more the merrier, you can stay as many as you want. <laughs> what I'm most proud of is every single day I go in the app and I have girls talking to me in the app because we have a chat in there. And every single day, girls are telling me of their success story every single day. Sometimes I'm crying. Sometimes I'm just ecstatic. I, I feel like I've helped you know I've been a stepping stone for her to get to where she is so uh, my greatest achievement is when she achieves something when Layla does it when Basma does it when Dima does it that is my greatest achievement because I feel that's what I'm meant to do it's, it's, it shouldn't be about me it's about I, I know what I need to do it's about me getting all these other women to try and reach their potential and their quest for a healthy lifestyle or the best body they can be or the best movement they can achieve, no matter how old they are, no matter their fitness level, that to me is the achievement. So I get up every day and when I listen to these messages, I'm happy every single day. I love that. It's so rewarding to do what you love to make a difference and to, to, to give back. It's just an incredible It's so hard. Um, it's not easy. Yeah, it's, it's not easy. No, jinx, it's not easy at all. And people take it for granted. They don't realize. Um, speaking of not easy, what is the biggest challenge you've come across as a female in this, in the, this world, the, the fitness and nutrition space? What do you think is the biggest challenge you face? Funny that you say that. It's it wasn't really in the fitness and nutrition space. It was in the fitness nutrition space in digital in the digital technology space um, because that was extremely hard. And I was not. I am zero technology. Um, I loved my physical gym and I love having that one on one. And then when I decided to move into tech, it was really overcrowded with men it was all you know there's a, just a, a lot of men in that space um even when it comes to you know the first um clothing apps like nemshi it's you know it's, it was men so i felt like and the apple when i'd go to the to the apple um meetings and all it was all men and i just felt it was really hard communicating and 
and getting a leg up and um, try to understand that environment. But when it comes to fitness, um, I've never had a problem, um, whether it's in Australia or in the Middle East, can hold my own. Um, and actually, I, I even prefer being a female in the industry for females because what I noticed when I uh, when I started the gym in the Middle East, I'd have all these women coming to me and all the training that they knew was all focused on upper body training, which the men loved doing and were just giving them. And I was like, okay, let's switch this around a little bit. Let's try and do more of these things. So, like, I love being a female in my space. I can hold my own. I can train just as hard as the men. I can lift more than the men even here in Australia. So, for me, I feel fantastic in that in that regard. But just building in the tech space was not easy, you know. It was really hard. Um, but I think now there, there might be more people in that space, but I started from ground zero. I didn't do a website. I went straight to an, an app, you know, and an app that was really hard and it was new. Um, there was only two, it was me and sweat. And I had just released, um, gym nads in early stages and just, you know, figuring out what to do. I didn't realize that it was like, um, a house that you had to keep on refurbishing, no one taught me anything. I had no idea. It was just um, a journey step by step. And here we are <laughs> continually refurbishing. Yeah, but it, it's mashallah successful. It's, it's a successful house, mashallah. Um, God give you more, inshallah. And, and that brings me to, to a simple question, which is what's your mantra for success? What, what do you think is the mantra? If you say, I have a success mantra, what would it be? And they will come. That's always been my mantra build it and they will come just that's it whatever it is make it and they will eat it <laughs> build it, and is it do you think it's that simple i mean build it well you have i guess well. i mean i think yes yeah you have to build it well you have to build it well because it, it and especially in our era there's like a, a plethora of many 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 different options and a lot of things might look good in the outside but then again you have to see the quality and you have to see the you know, the methodology behind it. So I think I would just add, build it well. well and they will <laughs> come true. Come. That's it. Yeah. But like, you you know, some people don't even build it. Some people just keep the idea here. And they, and I notice this a lot. People have big ideas, but it stays here. They don't even take it out and, and start, you know, bringing it to life. I have my theory on that. I think the world is full of ideas but not enough courage to fail at the ideas. So I think most great ideas come from, from a point of, I need to do this to survive. And then when you do it and you do it well, it succeeds. And then you're like, you have to do it to survive, you know, I made something great. You can do it out of love. No, I'm saying, I'm saying sometimes the, the great ideas come not because this person had the courage to do it. It's because this person had no other option, but most of the time it's a great idea. They're just too afraid to, to fail. And I think that's one of the biggest um, misconceptions about life. And I'm sure you, 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 you relate. Failing is a rite of passage. It's a, it's, it's tax you pay to get to where you need to go. And most people are just too afraid to even fail at anything. I would rather try and fail than not try at all. 
and most people, especially in our and especially in our society, especially for women, they hold us a bit more accountable than men in many respects. So failures, failure, family. And I feel like that, you know, it's detrimental because you you don't even want to try. I've been there. I'm like, oh, I want to try something new and I'm too afraid, you know, to fail. But it's it's how you get there. Most of the amazing success stories notice desperate times and you had an idea or she had an idea and you did it and then it became a success. But it's, and then you have these amazing stories that are like, I believed in something. I took the leap. I jumped and I took off. I didn't crash. So I think it's because of failure. Just to go back to the, you know, why do people, I I think from, you know, I love hearing stories and I listen to people and I always talk to people about their lives. And I've noticed that it's, you know, what if I fail? Not if, what if I succeed? And sometimes, sometimes it could be too expensive to fail or to start. Sometimes projects that they just don't want to invest in it. They're like, you know what? I can't afford to lose. They don't want to. Sometimes you don't have the luxury. If you lose, you lose big. Um, And I understand that and I acknowledge that. Um, You're a great influence in the Middle East and across the world for women. And I salute you. Um, Is there a message you'd like to share? Uh, Hopefully someone might hear it and relate and feel like you can change your life. What would that message be? Tell my son, because he has to do lots of activities. You know, he's got saxophone, guitar, swimming, and like, it's a lot. So I always tell him that he should feel lucky because he doesn't have to do any of those things, but he gets to. So I like that change and that mental shift because it can really help you. You know, one has to exercise. No one has to get up and do their walks or their jump squats, but you should feel so damn lucky that you can and you get to do that. And it's, it's an opportunity. So I think that's a nice message that people should be left with. And, and just, if you can just change that attitude, you know, it's just all about just a change in, in shifting that mindset and you can do anything, but you just need to believe it. People like you are are helping so many people find their their you know their better life, their better body, their better mind. So I salute you for that. I want to know what do you think um, of of the fitness of the fitness world or the fitness um, evolution in Saudi Arabia specifically, but also in the Middle East. How do you see the fitness looking in the future? The, the fitness world in the future. I think that there's going to be a huge, there is a huge shift happening. Um, I feel that there's going to be more women in competitive sports in educating themselves as well when it comes to fitness. But I feel the greatest shift might be, and I do hope so, that there's going to be more of an inclusion of women of all ages into fitness, not just the spring chickens or the youngins, but you know, women are getting older and as they get older, they're almost like left in the corner, you know, where they should be inclusive and it should be that holistic approach. So we're talking 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, all the way through, you should be continually exercising, but it needs to be inclusive. It needs to be incorporated in the gyms. Um, There needs to be the senior sections, all that, and that needs to be there in the Middle East. Um, I think there's going to be more of an incorporation with the GCMs, maybe technology and people being able to monitor themselves more and understand their bodies more. When it comes to the Middle East, I think these would be my two, three biggest shifts. So women in competitive sports, inclusive of 
of, you know, what is happening to women as they get older and the sports that are suitable for them. And yeah, I think, and using technology, you know, it's going to be more digitalized, I think, and, and using their smart watches more or smart technology that's coming or GCMs. And yeah, I think this is going to help women stay on top of their health. Absolutely. And I would add to that, changing the mentality and breaking the stereotype that a woman who had kids past a certain age should just sit at home. Because we have this misconception, especially in the region, that you know, they, they make you feel they make you feel like you wanting to better yourself is a waste of time and silly and you're not a young girl anymore. This this mentality has it's slowly being breaking. I've noticed more and more people walk, older women walk, get out of the house because this is a this is a detriment to our older females in our society. It doesn't matter what age they are and how many kids they had. They want to be better. So help them be better. Don't judge them. Um, and it's slowly shifting and changing. Um, so thank you for mentioning that. I, I completely, completely echo you on this. One of the questions I used to continually get, especially when I started the app, was like, I have my period. Can I train? Um, you know, I'm, I'm pregnant or I want to get pregnant. Is it okay to train? There was just so much there's just a lacking of understanding and knowledge and motivation, you know, and I think that glow just technology has helped bridge that. But I was wondering because of the technology, you know, I mean, aren't women seeing more of this in Saudi Arabia? It's not just that it's, it's a mentality that needed to be changed to, to, to shift because it was perceived to be inappropriate. It was perceived in my, in my life, I was told many times I will not be feminine. If I was athletic or sporty, I would lose my femininity. I've had that so many times and, I, and all the time. And they think I have to get rid of my femininity, to, to, to let loose my, to let go of my femininity, to be athletic and healthy. And I'm like, have you, have you met Serena Williams? Have you met, like she, she's a beast on the field. And then when you see her at events, she's very feminine and very, you know, have you seen these athletes? They, you don't have to, or the, the amazing, you know, women who, who, who compete on a daily life as a profession. When you see them, their moms, their wives. So why this stupid mentality or, or okay, I won't call it stupid because like, you should be open-minded, but why this narrow-minded mentality that femininity is tied to athleticism and sports? So this is one of the things that I personally fight and I'm a champion for because I, I intentionally try to be very feminine when I'm not, you know, climbing mountains or when I'm not playing volleyball, when I'm not, because I want to show that you can be very, very feminine. But I still have that auntie. Why do you do this? Nobody, no guy will marry you. I still get that all the time. But slowly, the same auntie that used to tell me that what you're doing is wrong and you're going to end up, you know, a spinster, that same auntie came to Dubai and saw my, my face on the billboard in and then she's like taking a picture of me and posting it on social media. And I'm like, ah, now it's cool, huh? Like the same auntie that was like. That's how you help shift so them. You've just you single-handedly helped shift that thought process and that old, yeah. Slowly. Shifting, surely. Yeah. Not single-handedly because a lot of women, we know we, we take a lot of beating in terms of society, in terms of what they perceive us to be as feminine and not. And they try to like, but I'm so proud that that auntie came and she's like, wow, you know. Um, <laughs> so I, I feel you, I know exactly how you feel. And because, because I'm sure this is a very personal journey for you, 
And I'm sure you put a lot of yourself in, in every single person you help. I want to know what is your personal next challenge or next project or what's your next personal project? The thing is, I've done so many projects. I just released a book here. It's Scary the Bad. It's a children's book. And um, I had a gymnast kitchen, which was healthy foods. I might be reopening that. And um, I started tights. Like there were so many projects, but my core project is gymnasts and helping women because I feel that's where I feel most rewarded and most at peace. So for me, that's, you know, and it's just about keeping the women happy and engaged. And that's a lot of work. I can tell you now. My day is just full. It's just ridiculous. I can imagine. I'm being a mom too. I can imagine. It's a lot of work. Amazing. He makes parenting just beautiful. He's amazing. Oh, what's his name, Mashallah? Oh, well, I call him Leo, but his name's Leigh. Leigh. Beautiful. Allah yeah. He seems to be like a lovely person, Mashallah. Um, honestly, there's so much, you know, you're like a fountain of information and I'm definitely going to try brushing and try to see if I can drink that in the morning. I, I, I'm going to try the brushing the morning thing. We'll see because I wake up, I have really bad um, heartburn in the morning. So brushing, I'll start with brushing. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I drink water. I drink water in the morning immediately. I have IBS. So I'm one of those people that has terrible IBS. So, you know, me and my, me and my, me and my mini intestines aren't friends, but I work, I work really hard on it. Um, and like how you've inspired me. I want to know if you, if you have one piece of advice um, to, to share with women who would want to break into the wellness and fitness world, um, as hard as that world is hard to break into, um, what would that piece of advice be? Give me both. Give me as an individual and give me as someone who would like to go into it as an industry. On a personal level, when it comes to just getting uh, into a healthy lifestyle, we need to go into the habits and just we slowly change them one at a time starting in the morning. So I always start with, that's why I always post the morning routine because I'm going to get one girl, she's going to decide today to do that. So that's her entry in and that's just going to, like we're going to start stacking on those habits. So that's definitely a starting point or they can join me when I do like my I call them like my tahadiyat because I start with missions. We start stacking them and then she can get, you know, full on change, you know, by the end of it. So, I mean, sometimes we look at it and it's like, oh, it's just such a big cake to eat. Not just one bite at a time, one small bite and you're going to get there. You don't need to finish it all at once. It's just one little step at a time and you're going to get there. And just even if you mess up a day, that's no problem. Maybe do two things right, no problem. Doesn't mean we're going to annihilate everything we've done. Um, so yeah, one step at a time. And when it comes to women who want to break into the industry, first, you really need to love it. You need to have a deep love, um, not just for yourself, but for others, because it no longer becomes about yourself. That's so important to know that. And it's really funny. I noticed a lot of personal trainers, who used to, they used to love training. They become a personal trainer. Then they start training people. Then they're like, I don't like training anymore. So you need to have a love for others, you know, and you want to help instigate change in others and know surely your foundations and how to keep yourself sane so that you can give. 
So I think that's really important when it comes to, you know, getting into the, you just have a first love, a real deep love because it's, you know, it's a marathon. I love that. Nads, as we say in Saudi, it will, I can never have enough of you. Thank you so much. I'll send you a tea and coffee and ma'amul if I can. I have healthy. I mean, I have some. I have like these healthy diet rolls full of fiber and photo and sugar. And if you ever come to Dubai or if you ever come to Jeddah, please be in touch and keep, keep, keep helping others, keep being a, a beacon for life for, for many women out there. I can, I can Thank see the you passion so in your much. Eyes, so it's been a pleasure. Thank you for your time. It's been time. a pleasure. And I hope so many women listen to this and it instigates change in them and they just want to be better for themselves. And if you change yourself first, that's how we're going to change the household, the people around us. And always remember you're inspiring someone. No matter who you are, you're always inspiring someone. Thank you, Raha. Shukran, Nadia. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Quality of Life podcast hosted by me, Ram Harag. Please do leave us a rating and review on Apple. It really, really makes a difference. And keep listening every Friday morning for new episodes. Next week, we'll be back with another episode, but this time in Arabic. So listen out for that. This podcast was produced by Pineapple Audio Production. Thanks for listening and see you at Inshallah next Friday. are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.